Hey everyone, Josh Case here, your online campus pastor here at Calvary Christian Center. Welcome to our podcast. May today's message bring healing, hope, and ultimately transformation. Hope you enjoy today's message. Let me hear from you. Here's what I know. If you love Jesus, you're going to love what he loves. And I want to tell you today that Jesus loves people. And there is nothing in the economy of heaven that is more precious than people. Jesus died for people. And here on Palm Sunday, it's the day we celebrate the triumphal entry of Jesus into Jerusalem amid shouts of Hosanna. And Hosanna means save us now. And when Jesus came riding in, he was riding in bringing salvation for people. Are there any people here who love Jesus and are thankful that he came for you? How about you at home? And as I said, precious, if we love Jesus, then we're going to love people. So I feel like I have a download from heaven today. If you want to share this on your Facebook, every time you do, we get droves of people that tune in and watch us. You can do that now. Just go to the Calvary page. I'm reading from Luke 19, verse 28. When he had said this, Jesus, he went on ahead going up to Jerusalem. And it came to pass when he drew near to Bethpage and Bethany at the mountain called Olivet or Olive, that he sent two of his disciples saying, go to the village opposite. Somebody say opposite. Opposite you, where as you enter, you will find a coat on which no one has ever sat. Watch this. Loose it and bring it here. One translation says, loose it and bring it to me. And if anyone asks you, why are you loosing it? Thus you shall say to him, because the Lord has need of it. So those who were sent went their way and found it just as he had said to them. But as they were loosing the coat, the owners of of it said to them, why are you loosing the coat? And they said, the Lord has need of him. And they brought him to Jesus and they threw their own clothes on the coat and Jesus sat on him. And as he went, many spread their clothes on the road. Then, as he was now drawing near the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of disciples began to rejoice. They were shouting, Hosanna. They were praising God with a loud voice for all the mighty works they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees called to him from the crowd and said, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. But he answered and said, I tell you, if these should keep quiet, the stones would immediately cry out. Ah! Now as he drew near, I want you to see this. He saw the city. I've been right there so many times. He saw the city and he he wept over it. He is on the way now to begin his crucifixion ordeal because they're shouting uh, about him on Sunday and they want to kill him on Friday. How many of you know some people that are, that are throwing accolades at you one day will be throwing hand grenades at you the next? Can I get a witness? That was free right there. But he saw the city and he wept over it. 
He didn't even weep over himself and what he was about to, to face. He wept over the city, saying, if you had known even you, especially in your day, the things that make for your peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes, for the days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment around you, surround you, and close you in on every side and level you and your children within you to the ground. And they will not leave in you one stone upon another because you did not know the time of your visitation. How many of you are glad that you know it's the time of our visitation? The Bible said that he, he said, go get a donkey, loose him and bring him to me. I want to teach for just a few minutes along these lines, longing to be loosed. There are people in our community, they don't even know it, but they are longing to be loosed. Has the Lord set anybody free in this house today? Oh, only praise him if he has set you free. Oh, there are people who don't understand the magnitude of your praise, but they don't know how bound you were. So only praise him if he ever set you free. Has he set you free? So, Father, we raise up our hands before you. Come on, let's do it. And we just say, have your way. Teach us, lead us, feed us. Give us your burden for the lost, and we'll give you praise. If you love the Lord, one, two, three, lift him up. Come on, praise him. All right, you can be seated. Thank you for being here today. You online, you honor us by joining us. I want to take some time today and talk to you about those who need Jesus. Is there anybody here, you're not infatuated with Jesus. This is not puppy love. This is not a fleeting fancy. This is real. You need Jesus. You got to have Jesus. You don't want to do life without Jesus. You know what you were before you, you, you connected to Jesus. Is there anybody here today that still needs him? Do you need him? Do you need him? And Jesus comes into the city riding a donkey and he weeps over the city. And there are those in our city, in our county, in our region, in this world. And, and they are bound and Jesus wept over the bound. He wept over those who were broken and battered. They, they may not have even realized the fullness of the moment that they were in according to the word of God. But Jesus wept over them. And that, that something inside of them, I believe, and even today, there's something inside of people, even if they don't realize it, they are longing to be loosed. There are people that are in bondage this moment. They are tied up and they are longing to be loosed. Jesus understood that. And I want you to never lose sight of the fact that one of the greatest assignments in the life of any believer is to make sure that we are bringing the saving, freeing, delivering power of the King of Kings to the law, to the bound and the lost. And I want to attack this message today and unpack it really systematically. And I would like to focus just for a moment on the donkey and on the donkey's plight. You see, this donkey was bound up. He was tied up. Travel with me in the theater of your mind to about 2,000 years ago. It's the very first Palm Sunday and listen to the instructions of Jesus. He looks at two of his disciples and he said, go into the village that is opposite 
you. Jesus would have normally come through the sheep gate. The sheep gate was the first gate that had been purified in the time of Nehemiah because it was the gates where the sacrifice of the lamb would come through. All the lambs that were used for sacrifice would come through the sheep gate. And how many of you know Jesus, the lamb of God, was the lamb that takes away all of our sins? Hallelujah. But that day he came through the eastern gate. I've seen that gate many, many times. And, and Jesus gives instructions just before he came into the city. He needed a donkey and he said, go to the village opposite you. Now this alone really spoke to me. Jesus used the word here, opposite. I see two words in the word opposite, oppose and sight. See, we are living in a day when the line for true believers is getting more and more defined. There is a desperation and a darkness birthed from hell like I have never seen. The hatred and vitriolic feelings from the world to the church has never been more than it is right now. It's at an astronomical high. They don't just oppose us, they despise us. The world doesn't just dispose, oppose us. It seems like they despise the very side of us. They oppose the side of us. Our culture wants the church quiet and muted and pathetic. They want the gospel to be muted. They want the, the hope-releasing power of Jesus to be confined to the four walls. But there is a church that is arising that's ready to take a righteous stand that says Jesus can redeem you. Jesus can save you oh don't be surprised when the church is opposed and hated see the Bible says go to the village that is opposite you see even though there are those that don't want to hear this message and they don't like you they can't stand you because of your connection to Jesus these are the very ones that you are called to. You are called to those that are opposite you. That's why you can't get turned off by people who struggle. That's why you can't get turned off about, you know, Pastor Rayleigh has lost people coming to his church. Well, thank God. Pastor Rayleigh got addicted people coming to his church. Thank God. Pastor Rayleigh's got alcoholics coming to his church. Thank God. Pastor Riley's got people who are confused in their sexuality coming to his church. Thank God. I saw a cross-dresser at Pastor Riley's church or Apostle Riley's. Come on. I saw a cross. I say, thank God. Whosoever will, let him come. Ah. And I'm tired of a religious, high-minded, holier-than-thou church who is too good for the lost because we are called to those who are opposite who we are. Go to the village opposite you. That means you're going to have to really seek out people who are not just like you. I never want to go to a church where everybody is just like me. Come on now. I appreciate differences. The word oppose in the Greek is a very powerful word opposite. He said go to the town that is over, against, in opposition to you. And the truth is, y'all, we are called to those who are against us. We are called to those who hate us. 
We are called to those who oppose us and we are called to those who are in opposition to our message. God's call for the church is to bring transformation to a lost and bound world. They may be opposite you in every way. They may not embrace your religious morality or your behavior, but you still have the assignment from heaven to let your light shine. They may turn you off. You may hate to see them. They may sicken you, but you have to share the love of Jesus they may offend you on virtually every front but these are the ones we are called to nobody wants to shout now you see that the Jews had this idea that Jesus was going to come as a, as a deliverer and he was going to lay the axe to the root of the tree according to the prophets and he was going to cut down the tree of Roman oppression. They thought he was going to be this militant Messiah and here Jesus comes y'all and he's, and he's kissing babies and he's letting prostitutes wash his feet and he's eating with tax collectors and he's messing up their religious ideal because they wanted to come and act like a Pharisee but he never acted like a Pharisee he acted like a savior Ugh. Ugh. I want to be in a church not full of Pharisees I want to be in a church where we magnify the savior huh. I've had some Pharisees try to rise up in here but you know what I regularly do pharisectomies can I get a witness in the house Somebody on your row needs a pharisectomy. Look down and see if you can tell who it is. Go to the one who is opposite you. If you study the etymology of the word opposite, precious, the word opposite literally means this. It means separated by distance. He said, I want you to go to the ones who are separated by distance. They are opposite you. And I want to tell you, those who are bound and lost without Christ are separated by distance. Sin has separated them from God. Sin has alienated them from God. Sin separates God from man and man from God. And listen, we are called as, as people of the Lord to close that gap of separation. The church is called to close the gap between God and man. How? By sharing the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's never been more important than it is right now, y'all, to, to, to let our, our witness be strong to the lost. We close the gap, not only when we preach the gospel, but when we live the gospel. Not only when we, not only when we preach it and talk it, but when we walk it. Hallelujah. The church, this church, Calvary, has always been and always will be radically committed to closing the gap between God and a lost world. We're never going to stop. As long as I've got breath, we're going to be reaching out. We're going to be doing bus ministries. We're going to be reaching out to, to struggling children. We're going to be reaching out to those who don't know the Lord. I'm telling you, we've got a message that will change their life. Jesus said, Go to the village opposite you. Find the donkey. Loose him and bring him to me. There's the key. He said, I want you to loose him and I want you to bring him to me. Don't just loose him and leave him. Ah, 
but bring him to me. And I'm telling you, if you understand this, it's, it's a powerful concept. Because he said, if they ask you, what are you doing? You just look at them and say, the master has need. The Lord has need. Y'all, he's El Shaddai. What could he need? He's Jehovah Jireh. What could he need? He said, I need a donkey. I got plans for the donkey. I can use the donkey. Loose him and bring him to me. Bring me the donkey. Oh, Jesus. See, it's very important to understand that you never know who Jesus is going to use. We've got this idea, oh, Jesus only uses this kind of person and Jesus only uses that kind of person. He only uses Hispanic people or African-American people or white people or rich people or religious people. No, Jesus will use a donkey. Oh, come on now. Some of the greatest kingdom shakers in all the Bible and in church history started out as bound up donkeys. Some of the people that did the greatest things for God on their resume would be D-O-N-K-E-Y. I have been a donkey. Don't you, you see, we want to use people's past against them and say God can't use you because of your donkey days. But listen, don't hold somebody's past against them or even the current situation that they might be in because when Jesus gets on board, everything changes. Ah, y'all don't make me preach. You can sit out there and act religious if you want to, but you would still be a tied up donkey had somebody not come and given you the loosing power of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. He still uses donkeys. If you don't believe it, just look down your road. Come on, somebody. He still uses donkeys. Is there anybody here today that would admit, Pastor, Apostle, I hadn't always had it together. There was a time when I was a donkey, hard-headed, going my own way. But didn't he pick you up? Didn't he loose you? Didn't he get on board? Didn't he change your life? Uh, come on, if he did that for you, open up your mouth and give him a little praise. Uh. Tell somebody in your neighborhood, say, I'm just a delivered donkey. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm just a delivered donkey. And I still have my donkey days. God help me in this room. I still act a hops obstinate, stubborn, hard-headed, still get committed to my own ways. But my point is this. Go to them even if they're donkeys. Invite them to church even if they're donkeys. Come on, somebody. Even if they're opposite you. Even if they seem at, odds, seem at odds. And against the things of God, reach out to them anyway. You know why? Because the bigger the donkey, the bigger the deliverance. Oh, I want all the delivered donkeys to give God a praise right now. Hallelujah. I said, I want all the delivered donkeys just to give God a praise right now. <sighs> See, we want people to have the right pedigree. 
We want him to dress right, look right, act right, but no. God said, I'll use him. He's clothed in camel's hair and he's eating locusts and he's acting. I'll use him. I'll use him. She's a prostitute named Rahab. He's, a, he, he's the man that will introduce Jesus, John the Baptist. I'll use him jacked up. I'll use him messed up. I'll pick him up, dust him off, and do with him what you never thought was possible. The bigger the donkey, the bigger the deliverance. The bigger the deliverance, the bigger the destiny. The bigger the destiny, the bigger the praise. Hallelujah. Eh. So, so, he said, I got, I got plans for a donkey. Look at your neighbor and say, you ought to be glad. <laughs> Come on. He said, loose him. Y'all know I'm kidding. But if the shoe fits, wear it. Come on. Loose is a very powerful word, precious. In the Greek, it means to loose any person tied. That means that there's not anybody that is so bound, but what Jesus can't set them free. So addicted, but what Jesus can't set them free. So broken, but what Jesus can't put them back together again. He said loose, it means to loose any person tied, to release one from bonds, to free a prisoner bound in chains. Come on now. I love this last layer. It means to dissolve an attachment. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, my. Now, that makes me want to praise the Lord right now. It, it's important that we understand our role in the earth as believers. We are to bring people the gospel, and when they receive it, they become prisoners who are set free. Their chains are broken. I don't care what binds a person up. I don't care about the addiction. I don't care about the sexual lifestyle. I don't care about the mess. I don't care about the alcoholism. I don't care about the drugs. I don't care what it is. I'm telling you there is a savior that if he ever attaches himself to you, he will dissolve that attachment. That's what loose means. It means to dissolve that attachment. I wonder if there's anybody here today, you remember when you were attached to some things. You remember when you were connected to some things. But didn't the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords come on the scene and dissolve that attachment and today you're free. Today you're mobile. Today you can walk and talk and live and breathe in freedom. One encounter with Jesus or a representative of Jesus can set somebody free. <laughs> Come on, Jesus wasn't even there. He sent a representative. And I wanna tell you something precious. When you walk out, God has put deliverance in you. Don't underestimate the power you possess. When you have a word from the Lord, and you are a representative of Jesus. Well, apostle, apostle, I love you, but I, I'm really not capable of being a witness. I can't really loose anybody. I'm barely loose myself. And Pastor Ray, that's just not my style. That's not, I couldn't invite anybody to a resurrection Sunday. I can't really loose anybody. And that's what the devil wants to make you think. He doesn't want you to understand that you've got the power to loose. 
they're all about binding, you know. I bind you, devil. I take authority over you, devil, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I bind that sickness. I bind that disease. And I bind all you can bind. Because when you bind it, he'll back it. Come on, somebody. But the Bible says here in Matthew, it says, now, now I, I can't lose nobody. Wait a minute. Jesus said, and I will give you, you. Somebody say you. The keys to the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Eh, no, don't make me come down there. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. I'm telling you, there is a generation that's about to get loose on earth. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Don't underestimate the power that you have to set somebody free. Somebody give God a praise if you've got loosing power. Oh, hallelujah. Got the keys. You can mind, but you can loose. Your invite this week might very well be the catalyst that causes someone bound to get loosed. You have the keys. When you show up, you show up with power. I don't feel like I got power when you got El Shaddai in you. When you show up, you show up with authority. Somebody may be waiting on your invite. Somebody may be waiting on your hallelujah. Somebody may be waiting for you to come out of hiding and just invite them on Facebook or, or, or Instagram. Now don't miss what Jesus said. He said, loose him and bring him to me. I've been told that the overwhelming majority of people would actually come to church on Easter Sunday, lost or not, if only they had an invitation. The overwhelming majority of people are only waiting to be invited. And Jesus said about the donkey, and we're paralleling the donkey to the lost. Jesus said, loose him and bring him to me. He didn't say loose him and bring him to Apostle Rayleigh. Come on, somebody. He didn't say loose him and just bring him to church. He said, loose him and bring him to me. He said, loose him and bring him to me. Let me tell you, when you invite people to come to this place next Sunday, you're not just inviting them to church. You're not just bringing them to church. You're bringing them to Jesus. How many of you feel like it's time to bring people to Jesus? Oh, come on, I know there's been a lot of drama this last week about the church. There's been things over the last couple of weeks that have been released that really grieve your heart. But let me tell you, pastors are servants, not celebrities. Y'all don't make me preach. I said we are servants, not celebrities. And anytime we begin to get to a place where our agenda starts warring against his agenda, he will pluck your name out of the atmosphere because we can't set nobody free and we can't deliver anybody. So when they come, they should not come to see Jim Rayleigh, but they need to come in here and have an encounter with the King of Kings. 
the giant slayer, the way maker, the body healer. Get them and bring them to Jesus. Don't just bring him to church. Bring him to Jesus. I posted something about our services today and a woman from Indiana got on my Facebook. My Instagram's been hacked. The devil is a liar. Come on. We're getting it back in Jesus' name. You pray. But listen here. Let me tell you something. Y'all know I ain't selling Bitcoin. How many of y'all know Jim Reddy will not sell Bitcoin? I'm not selling Amway. Come on, somebody. I'm preaching Jesus. That's my only job. Between Jesus and my wife, I got my plate full. Can't load one more thing on it. See, the reason that you need to get them in this room is because change happens in this room. This lady commented and she said, two and a half years ago, I came to your service on a Sunday morning. She's living in Indiana. She said, I got free. She said, I was addicted to drugs. I was bound up by depression. My life was a complete wreck. She said, but God touched me that Sunday. She said, I've been drug free for two and a half years. I looked on her page, man, she's got a wonderful husband, a beautiful life. I'm trying to tell you that when you get them in the house, change happens. Is there anybody glad that when you get them in the house, change happens? Because you're not bringing them to apostle, you're bringing them to Jesus. Now I'm going to get personal. All right, fasten your seatbelts. Come on, make sure your, your wig is on good. I came across this text in Mark eleven five, and the Bible says that there were those there who said to the disciples, now it didn't even say they were the owners of the donkey. They were just standing there, and they said, what are you doing? What are you doing loosen this cult? Who you think you are? coming up here and loosen this coat. You better run back where you came from. Who do you think you are? You have no right to loose this coat. You have no right to untie this coat. Let him be. Leave him alone. This is heavy, but this is true. It has never been more unpopular to loose the bound than it is today. Oh, I told you y'all might not want to shout right there. When you start speaking truth and you start seeking to see people loosed and set free, folks will stand off by the side and say, what you doing? What you doing talking about that? What you doing preaching that kind of gospel? You better leave them alone. Don't you be trying to loose them. You got to leave them right where they are. You got to leave them tied up, jacked up, and bound up. Don't you know they were born that way? 
Don't you know they, oh, it's quiet now, y'all. I think I just hit a nerve. I just think I hit a nerve right there. Oh, I'm going I'm I'm to wait a little bit deeper. Don't you know they were born to be bound? The devil is a liar. They were born to be sexually confused. They were born for gender confusion. They were born for moral confusion. Let me tell you something. They were not born to be sexually confused, gender confused, or morally confused. Do you know who the author of confusion is? The author of confusion is the devil. What we need is a sane, sanctified, loving, caring church that will stand up with real grace and real truth. Apostle, Apostle, why you why you talk about stuff like that? Apostle, the church needs to be more tolerant, and we are. We love everybody, everybody, mom and them. We love them all, but the church that does not stand for truth on issues of righteousness and justice. Come on now. I'm talking about racism. I'm talking about, I'm talking about abortion. I'm talking about, I'm talking about uh, inequity. I'm talking about uh, widows and orphans. I'm talking about the whole B-I-B-L-E. We don't pick and choose what we want. We have to believe it all. See, the church that does not stand for truth on every issue or bondage is not the church at all. If we believe the whole Bible, if, how many of you believe the whole Bible? You don't, you don't believe part of it? You hadn't picked the part that makes you comfortable. I just want to hear from the people that believe the whole Bible. No, that's radical. I want to hear from the people that believe Genesis to Revelation. If we believe that Romans 3.23, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life, how can we be silent? If we believe that hell is real, how can we be silent? If we believe that sin would take somebody straight to hell, how can the church be limp-wristed? How can the church be afraid? God, give us some bishops and pastors and apostles that will get out of political pockets and stand up Democrat, Republican, and Independent and say there is a Bible and that Bible tells us how we ought to live. you don't like that come back next week maybe I'll preach something you like the preacher that does not preach a gospel that loses people from sin and compromise he's not a pastor y'all he's a pallbearer his people don't come to a sanctuary they come to a cemetery y'all don't make me they just dropping by every couple of weeks on their way to hell because they never hear of the delivering power of God. We've got to speak the truth that looses the bound. I don't want people just to drop by my church on the way to hell. So as we race toward Easter Sunday, I want you to invite everybody, no matter how bound they are, no matter how messed up they are, no matter how great they're struggling, you can do this. 
Now look at what Luke 19.35 says. It says they brought their cloaks and put them on the donkey and Jesus rode in on that donkey. What does that mean? They made an investment. They got skin in the game. They put something on that donkey that mattered to them. So, so you're gonna have to get some skin in the game. You're gonna have to make an investment. You're gonna have to invite somebody. You're gonna have to reach out to somebody. You're gonna have to let your light shine before men. The church, this church right here is filled with people who make investments and I'm thankful for that. You invest your time, your talent, and your gifts and when you invest, that means you're expecting a return. Your investment creates an opportunity for people to encounter Jesus. Don't underestimate the power of your investment. Don't underestimate the power of your giving and your sowing and your serving. Don't underestimate the power of what you do and what you bring. They brought their cloaks. I'm asking you this week to invest yourself. Invest yourself in getting the lost in this room Sunday. Pass out the cards. Offer an invitation to your friends and loved ones. Do a social media invite. Do an email invite. Invest. There are many in your realm who are longing to be loosed. And all they need is an invite. Many of you encounter every day they're longing to be loose, they are limited, they are bound, they are tied up, they are held up, they are messed up. Watch this now. Come here, Yadon, Pastor Yadon and Pastor Christian. Give these men a God bless you, come on. Play. Many are bound. Hold him right there, right here. They want more mobility. They have greater potential, but they are tied up. They are messed up, bound by sin, bound by iniquity, bound by their past. They're, 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 they're tied up to that betrayal. Can't get over what happened to them. Can't get over who left them and abandoned them and abused them. They're tied up. They got potential, but they're bound. They're tied to their addiction. They're tied to that, they're tied to that crack pipe. Come on, church. They're tied to that sexual dysfunction. They're tied to, to that addictive behavior. They're, they're tied to that rage. They're tied to that unforgiveness. There's so much potential if the master could get on board. There's so much potential if Jesus could get on board. They could carry Jesus, but now they're bound up and they can't get free. My question is, where is the church that will come to the bound? Where is the church that will say, you don't have to spend another day in darkness. You don't have to spend another day limited. You don't have to spend another day frustrated. You don't have to spend another day bound to your past. You don't have to spend another day addicted. You don't know. Oh, come on, somebody. Where is the church? Well, I'm not going to do anything with him. He a donkey. I, I, don't, I don't want anything to do with him. He's just he's just a donkey. But even donkeys 
have potential. How long you been serving God, son? Eight years ago, in his college dorm room, bound up, jacked up, drugs, alcohol, immorality, playing baseball for his college. His life was going nowhere. <laughs> but something happened. Look at here. He heard a message from somebody that gave him the power to get loosed. Huh. And eight years later, he's bringing a generation to Jesus. Eight years later, he's preaching the gospel. I'm telling you, when you get loosed, you say, well, who are you, Jim Rayleigh? I'm just a delivered donkey. Who are you, Jim Rayleigh? I am just a delivered donkey. Are there any delivered donkeys in the room? I, I, I came looking for... I'm, I'm just a delivered donkey. Raise your hands, Christian. Eight years. Eight years. New beginning. You're, you're going to walk in oil you never walked in because eight is a number of new beginnings. You're going to walk in fire you never walked in. You're going to walk in power you never walked in. You're going to walk in revelation that you never walked in. Listen, you delivered donkey. You're about to deliver those who are bound in this community. Your God's going to use you on college campuses. Somebody give the Lord a praise. God's going to use you on high schools. I'm just, where are the delivered donkeys? I'm just a delivered donkey. Stand to your feet, everybody. Hallelujah, Jesus. Now, I've been preaching this gospel 58 years old now. So, 38 years I've been preaching this gospel. And once I went in, I went all in because I got saved at 20. And I'm telling you, when I was 20, I was all in the world. So when I got right with God, I got all in. And the first missions trip that Don and I ever took together was before our children were born. We went to Caracas, Venezuela. We were scheduled to go to Paraguay. And at the last minute, things shifted. And we went with a large group. To go, we were going with a large group to Paraguay. And I'm just a, a young pastor. We didn't have kids. I, I'd never done anything very significant in my life. I was just a delivered donkey. And they said, we need you to take this small group to Caracas, and we want you to lead it. So I said, okay, I'll do what I can. I'm about 23, 24 years old, 25 years old. And so our plane schedule changed when we went to Caracas. And so we were two or three days later leaving and there was something going on in Miami called the Miami Outreach. And there's about three or 400 young people who had come to Miami from across the state just to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, man, I was all in that. We were so broke, my wife and I were sleeping in our friend's closet. Literally, they had a one-bedroom house. 
we got a pillow and a blanket and slept in the closet. But thank God we've come out of the closet. Can I get a witness? But in the best kind of way. Not in the way you think. We went and started witnessing. And that was just where I was. And I walked into the city downtown Miami. And there was a parking lot. See it in your mind. And there was a Haitian brother that was sitting on a milk crate. And there was a milk crate beside of him. And I pulled it right up. And I sat right by him. His job, his only job, was to sit on that milk crate every day and watch the parking lot and make sure nobody messed with the cars. I don't even know if he was in the States legally. That didn't matter to me. I sat on that milk crate beside of him. And his only job was to make sure that no one messed with the cars. I sat there and began to talk to him. And I shared with him the love of Jesus Christ. He had been raised in witchcraft and voodoo. His life was so bound. And as I began to tell him of the saving power of Jesus, walked him down the Romans road, took him into John 3:16 for God so loved the world. I watched big tears come in his eyes and begin to spill over and he just wept and wept and wept and wept and right there on the street corner both of us sitting on milk crates I took his hand and led him to Jesus Christ he repented of all of his sins demons and devils just ran all the oppression that he was under he got delivered from it I mean supernaturally set free and when we said amen he looked at me and tears are flowing he said where where have you been where have you been I've been sitting on this crate for five years I've been sitting here every day I've been needing this message. Where have you been? He was sitting there and he was longing to be loose. Listen, no big preacher showed up. Nobody with great connections showed up. A little preacher from Tampa, a little youth pastor that had nothing, sat there on a crate and the man got set free. We did a revival service that night. I, I was so shocked. He was there. He came forward just weeping and crying and just made a public acknowledgement of his faith in Jesus Christ. Years later, I came to that same church to preach a meeting for that church, for that pastor. And to my surprise, that man came up to me and he said, do you remember the milk crate? Do you remember sitting by me? He said, that night years ago, Jesus set me free. I'm trying to tell you that there is a key in your mouth. They are longing. They are longing to be loosed they are longing to be loosed what do we have we have the gospel there's somebody here today and somebody watching by live stream and you're struggling you don't want nobody to know it but even you are longing to be loosed Oh, you dressed up and you look good and you did your hair. But you're still limited 
bound. See, see, next Sunday, I want you to help me get people in this room. You say, Pastor, really, what, I, what can I do? Show up at the pop-up service. You can do it. April 13th. And let's let our light shine in ornament. Come to the Good Friday service if you can. And let's not forget what Jesus did for us. But understand this. We're going to provide for you thousands of square invite cards. Give them out. Let your light shine. They'll be available right in the back. Take some with you. Who will help me this week? If I could do it, I'd do it myself, but I can't. Anybody who knows me knows that I would. We have lots of events. Share it on your Facebook. You can do this. When I think about my life, when I think of the fact that I was a bound up donkey, a preacher's son, who told everybody I'll do anything but I won't preach. I'll never forget the day the donkey got delivered. I can't tell you who preached. I can't tell you what they said. I can't tell you who was on the stage because I didn't come to a preacher. I came to Jesus. So with heads bowed and eyes closed, hallelujah, Lord, hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. In this room right now, there are all kind of people wrestling with all kind of things. There's people watching me by live stream around the world on YouTube, on Facebook, on Apple TV, on Roku. And you are literally in your place longing to be loosed. If you're in this room here today or you're watching by live stream, I would tell you that there is nothing that binds you that the Lord can't dissolve that attachment. He can set you free. Somebody here today right now you're longing to be loosed oh you you look good and you you look like you got it going on but there's something in you that knows I'm never going to reach my potential as long as I'm bound like this if you're here today and you'd say apostle there's things in my life that ought not be there there's things in my life that have bound me up there's things in my life that have kept me from the Lord, kept me from my potential. And when you pray, Apostle, pray for me. I'm not trying to embarrass you, but if anything in you is longing to be loose from that past, from that problem, from that betrayal, from that heaviness, from that sin, from that addiction, from that struggle. If you're not where you need to be with the Lord, when I count to three, I want you to raise your hands. Pastor, pray for me. One hand's already being lifted up. I'm longing to be loose today. Pastor, pray for me too. Pastor, remember me. Apostle, I got some things I want to get under the blood. Three, slip that hand up right now. Slip it up. Hands across the room. Don't put it back down. Hold it up. If you raised it up, keep it up. I see you. I see you in the back. 
I see you in the balcony. Come on. I see you across this great crowd of people. Even at home, I feel like there's people at home. In my spirit, I see people even slipping up their hands with tears streaming down their face. If you need to raise your hand, don't wait. Raise it now. Pray for me, Apostle. Five. I'm going to lend you four, four more seconds. Four. Pray for me, Apostle. Three. Remember me, Apostle. Two. I've got things in my life that have kept me from him. One. If you raise your hand, raise it up and keep it up right now. Don't even put it back down. You didn't raise it for people. You didn't raise it to be noticed by people. Now, if you raise your hand and you really meant business, what it's going to take for you now, I believe, is a step of faith. If you'll come forward, I'll pray with you. I want to meet with you. If somebody next to you raised their hand, you move out to the side and you make sure they can get out. If they don't want to come by themselves, you grab them by the hand and you bring them. But if you raised your hand and you meant it, come on and come. Come on and come. That's it. Man, I consider you a son in the Lord. I love you so much. You are a walking miracle, son. You are a walking miracle. I'm longing to be loose. I'm longing to be loose. I'm tired of the bondage. If you're tired of the bondage, come on. If you're tired of being bound up, come on. If you're tired of struggling with yourself, come on. Oh, they're coming weeping. Grown men are weeping now. I see families moving now. I see children moving now. Oh, there's a lot here, but I don't know how many there are on Facebook and Instagram. Wherever we're live at, somebody may be live right now on Instagram, wherever you're watching. You're longing to be loose. I'm longing to be loose. I'm longing to be loose. I think I'll wait a minute more if you need to come. I think I'll wait a minute more if you, that's it, come on, sister. I think I'll wait just a minute more. Here they come, here they come. Here they come, here they come. Heaven is open now. The floodgates are open now. This is just a commercial for Resurrection Sunday. Here they come. Here they come, here they come. I'm coming, I'm coming. Even while you're walking up, you're getting loose. Even while you're walking up, you're getting loose. Thank you for joining us for today's message. You can continue to be part of all that God is doing here at Calvary Christian Center. You can text to give at 386 386- 866-3060 or you can visit calvaryfl.com slash give. We would love for you to subscribe to our podcast and also to share this podcast with your community, your family, and your friends. You can also stay connected by following us on social media at Calvary FL and by subscribing to our YouTube channel. Again, thank you for joining us.